We are not millennials. We are matured. Brought up on collaboration as an art form, delivered as value. Hello, Steve. No, Moraine, this is wrong. For 65 episodes or something, we've started off with a Hey, Moraine! Real power, but for the last three episodes, we've had this wimpy thing. Is this your Aww. inner self coming out? <laughs> <laughs> My inner wimpy kid. Yeah. No, wimpy kid, I like no, it. No, 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 no. I, I was trying to mix it up, do something else this time. Oh, okay, okay, it's, okay, it's not no, working. I'm it's old. not working. I'm old. Okay. I'm old. All right, let's see. Let's just go with it again. Okay. Let's go again. Na 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 na. Hey, Steve! I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> hey, Moran, welcome. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, this is not going to be another episode where I'm obstreperous. I obstreperous, yes. Obstreperous. Actually, when I was doing the notes for the last episode, it's not obstreperous, it's actually obstreperous. Obstreperous? Obstreperous. I know okay. that's such a stupid comment, but it wow. is obstreperous, and I found that out okay. when I did the spell checking. Yeah. Yeah, go. I have to say, with all the, the thousands of Twitter messages that I got about it, uh, everyone's saying that that was not the correct word. Uh, I'm sorry for wasting <laughs> so much of your time. Thousands of Twitter messages. Yes. Oh, well. I did get a good positive comment, though, from somebody, uh, uh, somebody work colleague, actually, one of my new clients. I went, hey, I've just listened to... They went, hey, they see everybody does it. Hey, I've just listened to episode 71 and good content. All right. But, of course, that must have been from you because I was just obstreperous for the whole episode. So. Probably, yes. Okay. Yeah. That was cool. Okay, okay. That oh, cool. that's nice. Yeah. I, as I always love it when people go like, oh, you're that guy from that podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, still, nice. still cool. Still cool. Still cool. Ah. All right. Now, of course, I'm counting down the days to go to Collapse Summit. But when this podcast comes out, it will You'll have been there. Yeah, I think so. You'll have done yeah. your presentation. Probably. Did they miss anything that was good? Mm, tons. You ha it, it's one of those you had to be there moments. Yeah. <laughs> but, I can already say that, yes. Yeah, but, and I, I'm not going to be there. I kind of regretted not organizing myself, but uh, mm. yeah, it's one of those things. And uh, we're assuming that you're going with all the uh, COVID all numbers. All the corona things. Stuff. Yeah. But you have days. a duty to your fans. <laughs> it's true it's true it's true yeah it's a it's like it's like fans. a pop star canceling a, a a gig yeah you just can't do that you'll That's leave true. millions of people unhappy yeah. i went to see a david bowie concert once um it was a long time ago uh cardiff arms park in wales okay. um beautiful concert and all that kind of stuff um but he refused to do his old stuff he only wanted to do his new stuff <gasps> and and there was riots more or less you know yes. people screaming stuff out so so are you doing new stuff or are you playing classics at uh it's a classic it's the classic yes, it's so what are you doing one of the all-time classics it's all one of the classics. sessions that i normally do um with uh, corina okay i assume corina's going to be there she's not going to be there she's got ah. uh, two extra little feet that she needs to take care of oh beautiful um, congratulations 
So I'm doing this all on my own, so I need to rewatch one of our recordings because I honestly, I always As zone always. out when she's talking. So, um, no, I really need to yeah, dig down and because she's talking about the Power App stuff okay, and the Power so Platform. Here's thing, the so. test. Are you ready? Yeah. Cool. Okay. What's the title? Oh <laughs> no! I know this one. I know this one. It's all about offboarding. Offboarding. Yes, ins and outs of offboarding users. Yes. All right, cool, cool. And uh, we're going to finish off with a uh, whiskey, as always. Yes. What and have we got lined up? We have a Japanese whiskey, twelve-year-old Kurayoshi. Kurayoshi. Yes. Excellent. Do we know which distillery it's from? I have no clue, and I didn't look up anything. There's no notes. There's no distillery notes. We need to do that later on. No, yes. no. Sang Chantal, the chief brewer at the uh, Tusunai Distillery, told me that that is a very special drink. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I did. Just as I woke it's up at 3 o'clock this morning, yeah. I just had that dream, and I thought, okay. we're going to be drinking a special yeah. whiskey today. It's Mr. John Nobody from the, I just pulled this out of my house distillery. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. We are so unprepared. So what are we going to talk about? Well, I had the funny idea of revisiting the Mocha framework. Oh, that sounds like a waste of time. Why would you want to do that? Because they just brought out a new version. Ah, yes. That makes yes. it a very good opportunity then. Uh, well, the, the, the question is, what did they change? So I have to say it looks a lot better. They put in a bunch of the new icons, a bunch of the new stuff, the new touchy-feely Viva stuff. Um, there's more focus on the individual as a person that needs to grow, that needs to learn, that has their own things that they need to surround themselves with. Well, well-being is a current topic for everybody, isn't it? And yes. let's, let's be honest. There's a. Uh, it's not been bad. Uh, I know when I first saw this stuff and I'm going... Yeah, of course, that's really what we want MS Teams to do. Um, but actually, having now worked from home and back in some of the offices, although I mm-hmm. guess that's going to change um, over the next few weeks, <clears throat> I get it. I mean, when I was, I work anyway, doesn't matter, like you, early hours, late hours, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, to be sort of reminded of, you know, when you're finishing or whatever, or be reminded, you know, with the sort of AI stuff, what you put in your emails yesterday that you'd completely forgot about. I get it. I can see some value slowly but surely creeping in. Yeah, yeah. You told me about that inside FIFA inside uh, things. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so actually you basically cool. tell you basically tell Viva Insight what your day hours are going to be, mm-hmm. and then about half an hour before the end of your day, you start to see activity popping up on Teams from. Uh, Viva Insights and it kind of says hey just letting you know you need to be thinking about rolling down and calming down for the day and chilling out and finishing off these things that you said you would do that you haven't done and uh, yeah you get a reminder of things so I don't know I'm like this all the time I soon remember that I need to do something and then an hour and a half later I'm still doing it because you know I thought oh it'll only take three minutes yeah and it never does I've got the same thing and I'm getting a lot of shit for that from a bunch of people from my girlfriend from my daughter yeah but this is only gonna take me five minutes especially when I say I need to have a call with Steve it's only it's only gonna take 10 minutes I just need a little call with Steve and then we end up talking for 45 minutes and then yeah oh well (laughs) actually I (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you this. Oh, let's um, carry on. Yeah, I, I only keep you talking because I know you're going to get some shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not uh, true. No. That's not true. All right, cool. So let's just recap Mocker a little bit. Yes. Because yes. Um, it is the Microsoft collaboration architecture. Indeed it is. Yes. And when anybody says to you, guys, we need some guidelines on what applications I should use to do what with, exactly. then you should search Mocker. It's yes. on the adoption.microsoft.com website. All right. You see that I did actually do some research here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope I'm right. But these people will find <laughs> out. And you'll get thousands of tweet messages, Twitter messages yes, telling you that I was yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. But it is on the adoption.microsoft.com website, I'm sure. Uh, but if you just search Mocker um, and uh, the collaboration yes. architecture, you'll find it. It is created by an Australian resident who is actually from India, whose name is Rivi. Rishi, Riddhi, doesn't does that doesn't That's matter? It's it's probably it it's matter? probably built by a bunch of people. No, he's thinking he about. We spoke to him and he messaged us and all. He kinds messaged of stuff. us. That is true. Yes. So right. I, I hope I'm not doing him a disservice. No, but, we're not. Um, we're not. No. We, we're seeing where he's coming from. The other yeah. thing that uh, we're seeing is changed is that it's now being. Um, more Microsoft 365 focused. Yes. So all of the applications, including a whole bunch of completely new icons that none of us knew what they were. Until but we realized dynamics. dynamics. Yes, exactly. Which is quite nice because not only are you now just collaboration over content, but you're starting to build in processes for your, your sales processes. and your yeah exactly yeah, exactly, yeah. so yeah. I, I really think there's some value in there we've just got to work out how to make the most of it um, yeah. and we're not dynamics people we're not we are dynamic people but we're not Microsoft dynamics people so to be honest well I, I, I once did a trade and inventory dynamics navision thing long long time ago really yes so I'm actually a trade and inventory certified. So on you're tainted. So every time, every time when I go to a new customer and they ask me, so how long have you been doing SharePoint? I will always say, I've been doing SharePoint for all of my professional life, except this one time where I did trade and inventory. <laughs> but, but anyway. But no, let's not, just, just yes. not move away from this for a yep. minute because I think there's real value um, in thinking about the collaboration and the business processes, yeah, because we do business process, yeah, we use Power Automate, we use Power Platform to be able to drive it in our space, yes, because it's all around content, documents, Excel's approvals, documentation, blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah, emails, yep. communications. But I'm fairly certain we've done things like connected SAP connectors into Power Automate or mm-hmm. or some Oracle connector or whatever. Um, and so Dynamics is just the process that Mike, the tool that Microsoft use for their kind of sales and their their um, ERM EPR yeah. EPO. It's it's actually so near if Correct. you're working with the Power Platform. It's it's you can almost touch it. Well, actually. Power Platform came from Dynamics. I know, I and know. it's so annoying when you sit there, start looking at, at environments in Power Automate, and you start setting them up, and you click a button, and then the egg timer goes, and the egg timer goes, <laughs> and the egg timer goes, and then you end up popping open a Dynamics 365 menus page because ah. there's still a lot of stuff behind there yep. that's driven by it, which is oh. fine. So in terms of the value then, that mocker value about that, those processes associated with your content, your collaboration content, but your collaboration is now, of course, 
hitting the business process. Yes. So let's let's start off by by describing that mockup framework. So it's okay. actually build it off from a, a few uh, building blocks. So first of all, you've got the individual. So you've got you as an individual and you need to do a bunch of things. You need to write a document. You need to send an email because you want to give somebody an instruction. You need to consume news. You need to, you need to do a bunch of things. You need to work on your LinkedIn resume. You need to whatever. And as a person, I'm working in an organization. And because I'm working in an organization, I'm actually part of one or more teams because that's how we as an organization work in order to make something happen. So I'm working in one or more teams. And this team also has a bunch of characteristics. This team also needs to do a bunch of things. We need to store files. We need to have meetings things like that okay and then on the other hand i could also choose to be in one or more communities like the mountain bike club or women in technology or whatever and that community also needs to do a bunch of things so people can post something and reply and like something okay what? No, you were no. saying no. I was no, okay. no. I was not saying okay, no. Okay. I probably wasn't. I was just imagining women on mountain bikes, whether that was a separate community or not. I was so I, I that's of, a crossover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and so consequently, I was kind of left field, miles away, and that's uh -huh. what I was smiling about. Uh -huh. <laughs> but that's fine. But okay. you're right. So teams is obviously one aspect of of my career or my role or yeah. my job. Okay, yeah. me, my knowledge, myself, I. As an individual, yes. So they're also there. Yeah. Community uh, and organization. So yeah. You're, you're, so mostly your training clubs, your um, support clubs, your mm -hmm. hey, we're helping the environment. The charity work we do yeah. is usually driven by the organization. Yeah. It could also be, for example, your uh, ambassadors. You're rolling out Office Three Six Five. You can use uh, the community as your ambassadors. Yeah, that would uh, certainly be community. It's interesting after last week's podcast about uh, agile and about mm -hmm. our t-shirts and about PD uh, and about our sort of um, um, uh, our uh, teams, um, um, scrum teams. Thank you. That oh, word was wow. it was sitting there and I just couldn't. You know, the uh -huh. scrum team. You can actually cross scrum team by using something called a guild, which is yes. a kind of like-minded community. So communities can also be just. Uh, a, a technology or a sure it could be process. the the yeah. procurement community exactly. with all across the procurement teams across yeah, yeah. legal is a perfect example you'll often have a legal entity in every office in every country yeah which will obviously work that's for one gonna be division. a super boring community <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah could be a bit hot though but let's not go there all right let's move on um yeah, so basically that's what this collaboration architecture does. And then we know we've talked about business optimization, mm -hmm. which is around there. And then business yep. differentiation, which, of course, differentiation. Differentiation. <laughs> yeah. Differentiation. Differentiation. Yes. You're, okay. even, you're saying they're better English than me today. Yeah. Yes, it's because of that uh, Hicks and Healy scotch that we were tasting earlier yeah, before yeah. we started. Oh, that's pretty good. But, but that's where. Basically, we, we're placing all of our kind of business development, our devs, and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, 
five main areas then community individual team business optimization and business differentiation yeah said it Woo-hoo. nice all right so that's what the mocker framework looks like oh okay. what do you want to talk about so time for whiskey yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no well they they so they uh came up with a, a newer version uh i think including a bunch of more things adding those processes in there as well um adding the the whole uh build code review stuff uh as well uh, so i think it's a more all around yeah. yeah vision of like this is what we from microsoft can offer any organization in the world so how does it actually help a business so how does it actually add value to the microsoft customer base how would you use this well, stuff? Because you have used it on a couple of your adoption yes. programs, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, most of the time when people are starting with Office 365, so what I, what I use a lot is Matt Waits' um, table of elements, the yep. Office 365 table of you elements. You updated that recently. I don't know whether you'd noticed. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay. I saw a new fly, I saw something fly past from Matt. Okay. Um, so... I really like that one because that gives you like one overview of all the applications that are there. And what I always do is I always blank out the ones that you that we're not using, like Dynamics um, and, and other things. You, you can also use it to do like phasing, like phase one, we're rolling out these applications. Captain phase Picard, two, phase one. We're, yeah. So that always works very well now this mocha framework is i think is is brilliant if you're really on a greenfield or if you're really thinking about going to office 365 this really allows you to think about okay these are the things that we're doing these are the problems that we're having what tools could actually solve a bunch of these problems like we're not working very well together like our projects are a problem how could we solve that what what are the tools that we need so i think that's what mocha did from day one yeah okay so it was very it answered the question what should i use to do what yes okay and it was only three main areas i think mm. then wasn't it it yeah. was the teams individual and, and the there's community. only one slight problem <clears throat> is that we always have at least three products that do the same thing um, we got powerpoint and we got sway We've got. Okay. We've got. Uh, no, just no, 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 no. Wait, wait. I, I, I've got I, a better I, example. Got I, a better I, I, I hope so. Yes. We've got Planner and we've got lists that are now getting Kanban boards. Oh, we've got calendars and lists that have now got calendar yes. interfaces. Exactly. Okay. And you think that's a problem? It. How many newspapers does Belgium have? The standard? The 10, 15, okay. something like that. Do you like read that. them all? No. Do they, are they all the same? No. But they're all newspapers? Yes. Okay. So tasks yes. are tasks. Yes. So is a planner task yes. the same as a... Give me... Uh, is it no. the same as a calendar item in a calendar? The same as a item that's listed by date in a list? No, but they don't have to be. No, but it's the subtleties that is where yes. the power is. So we don't have a problem with these things being the same. It actually allows us to be more specific with who uses what. So, Mm -hmm. for example, I got asked by a client to say, look, uh, we're using a spare calendar 
to plan our daily loading of these products. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if a customer wants something, we drop it into the calendar and somebody knows that at four o'clock, somebody will be around to collect that item. And I went, okay, that's good. Um, and what do you like about it? Well, we like the fact we can drag and drop and move it. Okay, yep. so that's perfect then. Well, not quite. All right, because we need to be able to uh, understand what's being loaded uh, on that day and what needs to be prepared. And it would be great if we could link to the fact that that needs to be packaged in a certain way. So they'd found a tool they wanted, which was just a calendar, which was just basically was going to allow them to time them. But mm -hmm. the subtleties said, you know, it would be better if we create a list with a calendar view. Yeah. I said, so you're going to lose some of that functionality, like being able to drag and drop. So you'd have to open it, put a new time in. Mm -hmm. But when you open it, it will tell you what container or the packaging type to use. It will relate to a customer number. It will relate to because I can add those extra fields in. Yeah. Doing that in a calendar is possible, but you require some dev and playing around and, mm. and some information. So it's the subtleties in life now that actually are making the difference. That's that, true. Yeah. That is what's happened to this mocker upgrade. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about, hey, I need to chat with somebody on a project. So you end up with a Teams icon there and everything else. You now get descriptions such as um, our internal brand or ideate or store team files. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about Teams as a collaboration tool to be able to chat. You're now They're now starting to break down to the subtleties and they've taken it, if you like, to the next level. Yeah. So it's a bit like our whiskey. All right. We know you can get Johnny Walker and Jack Daniels and they are popular and everybody knows what they're going to get. But would that be your choice if you had uh, on the menu card Jack Daniels or... Uh, Woodford Reserve. I, uh, yeah, okay. So uh, now you've got that subtlety <clears throat> as to what you actually need at the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what this new mocker framework's about. It depends if I have Coca-Cola with me or not. You would put Coca-Cola <laughs> With Jack Daniels, I might put some cola in there. With the Woodford Reserve, no, I wouldn't do that. No. One of the things yeah. that... I, I found with my whiskey tasting over the last two, three years, and I have to say this is down to you, my friend, and it is very much appreciated. Is, don't, don't say putting cola in my whiskey. Please no, don't it's say not. That. Okay. But we, we set ourselves the mission of tasting lots of different kinds of whiskeys. Okay? Oh, yeah. And we enjoy that taste. And I counted my bottles in my shelves recently and thought, oh, 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 oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and my good lady, beautiful wife, pointed out how much value they were in all of those bottles of whiskey. Oh, but, boy. But when I want to drink, I know I want to be able to do something different. But yeah. if I'm in a bar, when three years ago, I'd have looked down my nose at Jack Daniels and Johnny Walker. But now when I'm... I, I have no problem taking a Jack Daniels if that's what they've got. Mm -hmm. And because... Uh, it's a beautiful reminder of that wonderful sort of vanilla banana, you know. It's but it's not going to have a, a long finish. It's not going to have the, the going to have the depth that you. No. Yeah, it's true. And, and, and every now and again, you need to go. It's like every now and again, it needs to be winter so that you can appreciate summer. Yeah, agreed. And that's what this mocha thing is all about. Mm -hmm. I have SharePoint. Great. What am I going to do with it? All right. Actually, you know, you remember we, we set these libraries up for you? Yes. So now we're going to be able to sit there and do approval of this content. So we're going to do versioning and we're going to take you to the next level. 
Yep. And the content types are becoming more and more important again now for lots of different reasons. And the templates and those kinds of things. So I think Microsoft have done a good job with this mocker framework in that they're now starting to say to people, it's time to move on. Like if you're interviewing somebody, you wouldn't ask them the question, do you know about Word or PowerPoint or Excel? Because you assume now that they can use these basic sets of tools. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And you don't even ask those questions. So now you're basically asking them to, can you resort those files out in Excel, please? Oh, we've never done that before. But you know that they know how to get the right commands to be able to manipulate it. So everybody's moved on. Mock has moved on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see that. So if you've seen the Mocker stuff before, all right, I would go and revisit it. Yes. Because the new PDF, and I opened it up earlier, uh, there's a whole band, bunch of brand new icons on there. Yeah. And some of them are very pretty. Yes. Right. I think <laughs> and there's, there's even more than just a PDF. There's also a standard and an extended uh, PowerPoint version that there you is. can just tweak to your own liking but it's it's also got a good story behind it if you walk through it yeah look at the notes from microsoft themselves that they've put in there yeah and the thing the thing about this is that one of the things i've been becoming more aware about for the last year or two well no probably the last year is how damn big this thing is getting yes microsoft 365 yeah. it's nearly impossible now to be able to be a Microsoft 365 consultant. I remember actually 18 months ago or oh, when no. we was in yeah. Orlando, when we was the crew, the last, you know, reel together, spinning around the pole in the back of the bus drinking party. But a lot of conversations there were about how the hell can one person now know the depth and breadth of this? I had a call uh, yesterday with an, uh, an old client that we both know, that we both worked at. Um, and they gave, well, I've, I've done a bunch of work since then uh, for them as well in the Netherlands. Um, and they called me up yesterday. Like, you created a bunch of document sets for us and a whole Nintex workflow. We're now going to Office 365. Uh, so we need to move a bunch of stuff from Nintex workflows into Power Automate. So could you do that for us? Um, yeah, I could do that, but I'm not a power automate expert. Oh, so don't you, don't you want to be like an office 365 expert? Because I mean, it's part of office 365. Yeah, but, and that was the same thing I said to the university six months ago. Oh, we're going to build a power app. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I, I can I can help, but I've never done that before. That's okay. You need to learn it, so let's go. And okay, I learned a bunch of things. The same thing with the Power Automate. I, I said to them, look, maybe it's better to find like a real Power Automate consultant that can just do all these things for you. Come talk to me. I can put you in yeah, touch with. Yeah, yeah. Not me. Oh, okay, not okay. Me. <laughs> okay. But I had the same... I'm a real expert. A real expert, okay. yes. A real expert. Not the definition of an expert, which is me mm. an X, an unknown quantity, mm. and a spurt under pressure. Um, but uh, a drip under pressure. Sorry, I blew the joke. <laughs> blew the joke. But I had the same we're waiting in this last week. So I had to do some simple approval workflows. Yeah. So they're easy. They're, they're no-code yeah. stuff now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, Microsoft. All right, mm -hmm. that's not really quite true. There are so many different options and you need to understand the differences yes. to be able to make them work. Could I do uh, approvals? Yes, I could do approvals. Could I actually get them to approve them in a certain order? Uh, could I, it, you know, I'm mm -hmm. learning lots, but I'll never, yeah. ever, ever be an expert. 
No. So my it's, learning it's a this whole week is different that, world. Same yep. thing with Power App. Same thing with Power yep. Automate. Yep. A whole different world. We know some beautiful people in this game. You know, um, yep. Louisa Fraser. We've got. Um, She's my helpline. Every uh, time I've yeah. got an issue, I'm just calling her. Yeah. So guys, we really, Thank really you. do appreciate Thank it. You. But the the point is that I can take that process, document what I need to do. And just hand it over to somebody to build. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's now where I'm kind of making sure I position myself and setting the expectations with the customer and saying, I'm not going to be able to build this. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to build this. You might be able to get to support it. Okay, but you're not going to be able to build it. We've just had all the screens go blank, so we're just making sure we're still doing our stuff. Yes, that's oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, and so setting those expectations. So I'm halfway through the two pager. I've worked out the life cycle of the content. Mm-hmm. I've worked out who's going to approve it, where they're going to get the names from, blah, 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 blah. And now I'm ready to kind of just let somebody build it, which they'll do in two hours, you know, and I'll have it on to. test. Yeah, if they want to. Well, it's called money. It's uh-huh. called subcontracting the task. Exactly. Um, and, and, you, and that's it. But that's playing to skills. Yeah. And, and that's what this is doing. I mean, I keep bouncing back to this mocker framework, and I kind of said that I'd not really looked at it, but um, I kind of did because um, one of my customers said, yeah, we need to do some governance work about what application needs to be done, and we need to make sure we get that when I'm going, stop, this has already been done. Yeah. Okay, we need to pick and choose the bits that are relevant to us from Microsoft's mocker framework. There's videos, there's documentation, there's presentations. Exactly. So all yeah. we need to do is to reuse that material and, and ready to rock and roll. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that you need to do. You need to pick and choose. Like for uh, example, everything. if you decide let's do collaboration, so we'll enable teams, well do you also want to enable planner? Do you also want to enable yeah, a bunch of other things? If you also want to yeah. The point about all this is it's driven by going back to uh, episode 71, 70. 71, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's driven by those features and those T-shirt sizes we talked about in the last podcast. Yeah. So the feature says that um, as an organization, uh, we need to be able to do X and Y and Z, mm-hmm. okay? And then part of that PBI, part of that sizing is, okay, what tools are we going to use to do that? And how are we going to get that packaged in such a way that yeah. the business understands how to use it? And what do we need to do in terms of training? Mm-hmm. And this takes you some down some of those lines by giving you examples of what people can use more than one application for. Yep. All right. So let me ask you a question then. Here oh we go. Oh, boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. here we go. Because uh, you was looking at the presentation that they gave yesterday and aligning to those personas mm-hmm. and how this aligns to various personas. Yeah. So you were kind of saying John the salesperson would do... So how do you see personas working for this? And you know that I'm going to blow this up a little bit. Yes. Because we had this conversation course. earlier. Yeah. But I uh-huh. think people do look at personas all right, as a way forward to try and define which applications they roll out. So how do personas work? Well, in, in this case, uh, there was another company that made these personas. And they had a senior exec. They had a salesperson. They had a, an office worker. They had a... Somebody who works in the in the on the factory floor, things like that, and they all have 
demands. They all have, have requirements in order to do their job. So the factory floor uh, worker needs to do, he, yeah, he, he doesn't want to sit behind a computer because he needs to do all other stuff with his hands. So he needs to be able to do things on his mobile or his tablet. Yeah. Um, the the um, salesperson is driving around all day, so he can't be sitting behind the laptop either. Um, you've got the exec uh, or the, the office worker, they're behind a the computer all day. Uh, so they've got hardware needs. They struggle with a bunch of things, like, for example, getting too much email. Um, they... Okay, so basically yeah. with these personas, uh, you work out what they do for a job, and then you, yeah. you take the mocker framework and you work out which of, which of these items and descriptions most align to what they do, and then this will identify particular applications that they need to, yeah. to use yeah. and, and do. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and, and it works relatively well. Yeah, but also depending on the kind of struggles that they have. For example... Uh, because if you want to build these personas, you need to talk with actual people from the business. Correct. So they yes. will tell you, for example, I'm getting too much email. Every day I'm getting so much email. Every morning I spend an hour deleting all the emails that I don't need. Okay, so that's a real struggle. That's something that we can solve. How? Uh Sack them? That's sorry what? Sack them. Fire Sack them. them. Yes. Everybody yeah. has to do their yeah. email. Stop complaining. Yes. <laughs> but no, we but can no, we can want to be able to make th sure that they a, can do the important part of the work. There are a bunch of things that they can do. So for example, right now I'm working on a Office 2013 to Office 365 uh thing. And one of the things that you can do for example in Outlook is have that focused inbox. I know yep. it helps me a lot. I love it every single day. Yeah. I go to my focused inbox and I've now got to the point and it takes a few months to get them mm -hmm. where I scan down it, control all, delete. Yeah. Because I know you, you're that, non you're non important yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the other stuff is yeah. all going into the other stuff. And yeah. you have to train it of course. If you find an email that is mm -hmm. in your focus box, you need to say move to other. Yeah. Um and anything in other you need to move to, yeah. to focus and then it remembers. What I would really like is that that um, that pop-up that you get every time it, there's a new email. If it wouldn't pop up for other email, only for important email. But then again, I, it might just do that already. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Every, see, anyway. But then, anyway, no, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of Microsoft in that they just change these things for you, and you don't even exactly. notice. Exactly. Now, that might be one outcome. Another outcome might be, just like a few consultancy companies said a few years ago, we're banning email, we're only going to chat and we're only going to share stuff and we're not doing email anymore. That might also be something. But you could also maybe teach people on how to properly use email and how to properly use the two and the CC and how what, what are the etiquette rules behind um, adding people to uh, to a certain email, if but, you add them you or not, not. Are you not just doing the adoption for these applications? I mean, Mocha is not going to help you do that, is it? Mocha is not going to help you with the adoption of this stuff. No, Mocha is, I think, purely on a strategic level uh, for that question, like what can we use for to do what kind of things. And I think if you look at that in the beginning or also maybe when you roll things out to people, 
you might refer to this and you might even show it because it looks pretty stunning. Um, you might just show it to people just by saying, look, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to help you as an individual to be the best kind of person you can be in a team. And maybe your teams, your your projects always run or most of your projects fail. And you figure out because it's X, Y, or Z. Okay, cool. And now we can look at that mocha framework, look at that task and, and see if we can improve it. So the framework is actually not associated with personas as such. It's really associated with the processes that it's, these personas use. It, 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 it doesn't matter for the Mocha framework if you're an office worker, if you're an exec, if you're a salesperson, if you're a whatever, it doesn't matter. You as an individual, you need to create a document. You need to look at uh, how well you're performing. You need to do something with your knowledge. You need to look at news for the company. You need if, to, if I'm the yeah. if I'm the guy that is uh, adjusting the clothes in one of the large supermarket retailer environments, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I'm unlikely to get any email. True. So then I would obviously need to deal with. But my you will still stuff. need to look at the news of the company. Let's say you're working at H and M, and you're just a cashier at H and M. Don't you want to like? be up to date with the news? Don't you want to know when the new collection is coming? So let's assume then I have access to the intranet or to SharePoint pages, Mm -hmm. but won't everybody need to do that? Yes. So there's a lot of crossover around these applications. Yes. And that I think is what we've had out of Mocha for quite a while. Okay. The, the real power behind this, I think, is in those subtle areas that we took, that I talked about earlier, those those areas behind it about what they do extra. So MS mm-hmm. Teams, yes, I know that I can chat. Hey, we've been able to do that for a while. Yeah. I, I know that I can have meetings. You know, funny enough, I think you could do that from day one. Um, and, and so as a salesperson, I need to be able to have meetings and meet with external people, okay? Um but then you end up with the subtleties of things like approving content. So mm-hmm. with the applications that have been built, things mm-hmm. like shifts. So I can identify where I'm going, external sharing for me, but not for somebody else. And it's the subtleties in here that are being brought out more around the mocker. So it's not just about what apps, it's about what the app can do for me. It's about uh, you, what the no, feature no, mm, and the functionality can do for me. If I need to deal the with the other way around, really? Yeah, it's because I, I'm working in a company and I want to do something. Correct. So, what is the tool that Microsoft proposes that I need to use? It's not about the tool. You said there's lots of tools that will do the same thing. Yeah. It's about the functionality of a particular tool yes. that adds the value. Yes, exactly. Yes. So it's about those subtleties like yeah. I need to I need to store my content somewhere. Well OneDrive or SharePoint or the same SharePoint library in MS Teams or part of Dataverse on a on a uh, automator or no. part of a blob store or in an intranet library. No. Okay. So it's actually the subtleties about that content uh, I need to be able to easily share it with a customer 
so they can edit it and uh, tell me uh, what their requirements are so I can give them a quote. And then it's about, okay, well, we can do that in SharePoint, but it would be better to do it in a team site on a channel with an external sharing so that we can chat easily about the document. Uh, I need to create a document and share it with my external supplier, uh, but it's actually about the maintenance contract for the elevators in the building and the SLAs around that. Mm -hmm. Well, that is about legal contracts and documents. I don't need to chat about them. We just need to be able to work on the content. So SharePoint would be my better focus to manage those contents because of the functionality that that is in there. Mm -hmm. And it's those subtleties. It's those layer twos now, I think, that are are more important than the tools. It's what the tool does for me. Exactly. Which is really difficult, actually. It is. That that is really tremendously difficult. I said this was on the adoption.microsoft.com. It is. So this is about adopting this functionality. And those personas, if I come up with five personas, I always love people talking to me about personas. Yeah, let's create some personas, but let's not do more than five. Okay, so just a minute. So are you telling me that only five types of people work in this organization? Yeah, I, I, I kind of don't quite... Un- yeah, but it allows us to focus. So we're only rolling Microsoft 365 around to certain numbers of people. Surely everybody's getting it. Yeah, but I'm not sure we can actually allow everybody to get it. You know, everybody needs it. Yeah. Yeah, they need to be able to chat. And you don't know what you don't know. So you yeah. don't know who they need to chat with. So... MS Teams, and they need to know how to create a chat group. Um, And if there's content involved, then you need to work out how to do a channel. And that's where the personas, it's not about the people. It's about those subtle functionalities. So how do you get and identify those subtle functionalities and get that to the people that need them? Because now you're talking about hundreds of combinations, not just five. Mm Mm-hmm. Because those five combinations, they'll all need email. They'll all need somewhere to store their documents. Yep. The chances are 80% of them will need to be able to send stuff externally. Yep. The chances are 80% of them will need to be able to whatever. And then, of course, you've got to think about protecting that content on top of all of that, which is a different story altogether. So I think Mockers turned out to be a more subtle approach to collaboration. So this this whole kind of model of collaboration has taken it to the next level. Uh, more than is obvious from the first from the first bite, I think. Mm-hmm. So my advice to people is go look, go read, get the presentations out, think about your organisation. Take it to the next level for your personas. And yes, I do have a salesperson and mm-hmm. that's my persona. But I also have a sales support person. I also have salespeople that are internal answering the phone. I have salespeople that are on the road. I have a sales director. Yeah. Okay. And that is different to, you know, the engineer fixing the production line mm-hmm. who has a supervisor, who has a production director and a chief engineer. Yeah. who has different kinds of suppliers. <clears throat> so I think somewhere along here, there's a combination of personas and process. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that combination of persona and process, then this mocker can support you in what you're doing oh, with it, I believe. Yes, yeah. I think that's where, this, that's where the, the changes are. 
you're thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're learning something again, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I think that uh, when you look at the, the details on this, what's pretty neat is they're, they're starting like, I talked earlier about brand. So the, so the kind of roles that they have, for example, for the team, yes, they have the obvious ones like, you know, chatting the team members. Yeah, okay. Storing files. Storing yeah. files, the, those obvious ones. But mm-hmm. they also have things like manage shift work. Yeah. Because there's those shift applications in Teams. Track information and work. So they've brought lists in it now. And they've not just said, hey, create a spreadsheet, but online and share it. They've talked about using it as tracking content, which is what mm-hmm. a list is doing. Yeah. And it could be tracking it by time, tracking it by task. You know, so there's, there's, there is, again, those subtleties in here. Schedule work dependencies. <laughs> what is that? I don't know, actually. Schedule work dependencies and the application, of course, is project. Used to be called a project plan. Now, apparently, we're scheduling work dependencies. Yes, of course. So, if one task is running late, you can't already start on the on the next task. Yes. And so they've taken it from just hey, it's project plan. Yeah. All right. They've taken it to the functionality that it delivers. Uh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, our internal brand uh, is, a, again, your I think favorite that is, product. Yeah, yeah. That Sway. Is, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Sway. You mm-hmm. don't like Sway. I know. I know. Uh, I know. And uh, the other one that I quite liked was Ideate. Yeah. Product. Product ideation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's the application? You see? And everybody should go and have a look at this. Yes. Because it's whiteboard. Oh, of course. All right. Yes. So... Um, well, yeah. I'll, I'll just wait until they've got whiteboard right. Until uh, they I've have gone... got whiteboard right. D- yeah, they do? Okay. I opened it up in a meeting yesterday morning. Okay. And I embarrassed myself because I went, oh, look, the new whiteboard's about. And there's four people on this meeting going, what is he talking about? Okay. And I actually had the new whiteboard up in this meeting with all the left-hand panel and all the bits. And it was pretty cool, actually. Okay, okay. I, I just, I, I guess I just need to play with it. Okay. Yeah, it, that's the problem, isn't it? it? It turns up in so many different places, but there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's cool. I quite like this new architecture. So, um, yeah, mocker. We've still got 40% there. That's 40% what changed, of what? 40% of our actions driven by habits rather than conscious informed decisions. Oh, Though okay. That's not changed from one mocker to the next, wasn't it? 40% in the last one too. Might be. Yeah. Okay, so 40% of all our decisions 40% are driven of our actions habit. are driven by habits rather than conscious informed decisions. How many times okay. have you heard... But we always do it that way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to yeah. something else. I, one of my current projects, I love this people. These, these people are really open to change. Good. All right. Hey, we're going to move all your content to SharePoint. Really? When are we going to do it? You know, and uh, yeah, you're going to do metadata. They're going to do metadata, no libraries, no okay. folders yet, metadata. And, they, and they're already filling metadata out before we even migrate stuff and adding new things. I, it's such a cool. peach of a project. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm fairly sure one of my other clients will be a little more difficult. Yeah. But, but there you go. We never had to fill out all these fields. Mm-hmm. But we started off by selling the value of it. Yeah. And uh, it was so important. So this is what you can now do. And... I think in the last nine months, 
document libraries have come into their own. So we, we had this three-year hiatus, really, of Microsoft saying, yes, modern document libraries, there you go. All right, yeah, but it doesn't do all the shit that we used to be able to do in the old document. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. And kind of now, the modern experience in a document library with the... Uh, yeah, you know, with everything, with the way the views can be created, mm-hmm. with the power automate integration, yeah. with the filtering and the live action filtering at the top, the conditional the, formatting, is yeah, awesome, brilliant, awesome. Okay, and 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 I know we kind of did presentations. I remember you doing that presentation, and and uh, uh, I know you replicated somebody else's demo where you put maps and stuff in it, and yeah, because that all came out because everybody was doing it. So I'm not suggesting you were copying him, but you know nobody does that anymore because that was the wow factor but now we've kind of got practical about yeah you know what like it actually needs real to be. business so why has that gone red well actually it's gone red look because you can see the data's now passed yeah and so we're now wow can you do that yeah look i've just done it and is it easy yeah look you so i think you can now get a group of people together and you can say hey look um you're all a member of this library Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like you to create a new document. I'd like you to be able to do this. I'd like you to be able to do that. And uh, and all of a sudden, 10 people on a training course have now got 90 documents in there. And it, it's so then easy to sit there and go, okay, so let's now take your three documents and add this. And yeah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, they're actually bringing back one of my favorite things in modern document libraries. The open in Explorer functionality. Is it coming back? It is coming back. It's currently being rolled out. Is it real Explorer or is it a new updated Explorer? Because I read something somewhere. I haven't that, played with it yet, so well, I don't know. I read something somewhere that they implied very strongly that we would get our document library views in Explorer on your desktop. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that has to be taken to a new operating system, which is Windows 11, of course, is driving a bunch of that. But it's not the same thing. I don't know. I haven't played with it yet. So I'm I'm curious, but I'm guessing it will just be the same thing as the old. I don't think so. Why Explorer. would they bring, They can't bring the same old thing back. No, it's not the same technology anymore. because the, exactly that technology doesn't work anymore. But I think you're going to be surprised. We'll see. Well, you're an MVP. Maybe you're... Are you giving me a tip in the wink? You're not hiding anything? No, there? No, Fine. no, 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 no. I'm just looking to see whether you go, yeah, no. I know what's coming. I can't tell you. But so in that case, I'll stand by what I said. I've I, got I, a feeling I, that I, we're going to be pleasantly surprised on this. Yeah, we'll see. Because I, I'm actually going to... Probably going to use that for... Like, I've got this project where we've got around 100 projects running at the same time. And we've got a few... Um, secretaries, really nice ladies, um, managing all those projects. So they receive documents that have to go into one of these hundred projects uh, at the same time. So we used to have WebDAV for them. So we used to have that uh, system that we built so that all the SharePoint sites were showing up uh, in their Explorer. And we were kind of thinking about, okay, how do we need to do that now in the modern? Yeah. Do we want to have, uh, do we want to build something that would automatically create a link to those sites uh, in their OneDrive sync? Do we want to pop those things in their SharePoint sync? Do, do we want to do one of those things? 
And actually this open and explore might perhaps be a solution for that. Good. But we'll see. I, I basically would direct people now to the files button in MS Teams and kind of go, hey, there you go. That's yeah, well, th there are there are a, a, a few things that that they need to do. So one of the things that they, for example, do is they combine three word or they combine three PDF documents into one PDF yeah. document. Um, and the PDF tool that we're using can't handle that when they're on on SharePoint. Okay, so uh, that's why it it can handle it when we drop them in 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 a synced location but it can't do that on the web location for example no and we're back to those subtleties that yeah. i've been rabbiting on about it's yeah. not just about a library it's about the functionality over and above that we can put into play and that's, that's where true. we need to be looking you need to be looking at that functionality that you need to create i i bumped into the person yesterday that uh, i'm supposed to be building this list for so mm -hmm. it's on the wall it's on the backlog um, and eh, you've still not built my new calendar yet. Well, your old one was kind of working, and yeah, we're talking the migrating stuff. But it, we actually I did have a conversation about it earlier in the week, so it's uh, on the list of things to do. Mm -hmm. So that's if cool. we only had five minutes of time. That's mm -hmm. always the problem. I, I tell you something. I was also just reading on the Mocha framework. Uh, it's a quote from Satya. Uh, uh, Satya. 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 Why is that so difficult to pronounce? I have no but he idea. says, what is scarce in all the abundance is human attention. Yes. And, and it's true. We are just so busy focused on so many things that getting to the subtleties of some of this collaboration takes time and effort. And we yes. don't always have time and effort. No. They're too busy to learn the new stuff. Yes. We're unquote. too busy to learn about the round wheel so we'll yeah. keep on working with the square wheel. Yeah, I yeah. don't have time for a time management course. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. Mm -hmm. All right, I think we need to go to Kyoto. I think we do, yes. We need to go to a distillery that is now 111 years old. Only that? Okay. 111 years old. Wow. All right, the Matsushizo okay. Distillery. Which Matsui. is where? Yeah, Matsui, yes. Matsui. Okay, yeah, no, I, I heard about Matsui. Yeah, but there's, it's a movie. There's Matsui. Um, oh, it's um, uh, Oceans 3. Th Oceans 13. 13. Okay. Matsui is the guy, is, is Robbie Coltrane in the bar where they have that inane, stupid conversation that nothing oh. links to. Don't worry, I, it's no, okay. very oh, funny. Okay, okay, okay. It's very funny. Okay. Everything's in code, except one person doesn't understand the code. So you've got poor Matt Damon trying to understand what these guys ah, are. Uh, okay, it's okay. funny. So that was Matsui. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, the Matsui Shuzo Distillery is founded uh, by the side of Coyote in Coyote. And uh, they basically make this whiskey we're going to taste. Cool. All right. Yeah. So... Let's bring it on. I can honestly say that it wasn't one of the distilleries we was going to visit. Okay. But, but maybe we are. should put it on the list. We should always put it on the list, shouldn't we? So it's a 12-year-old. It's obviously a 12-year-old malt whiskey. Um, it's uh, matured in oak casks, slightly toasted. Um, uh, so that's where we're at. It's a 4 to 6%. 
And apparently it is a warm golden colour. Okay. <clears throat> it's a long time since I've had a Japanese whiskey, actually. Same here. No, actually it's not. <laughs> You're lying my, to me again. Yes. Honestly, I don't know how I can it's trust so anything funny. you say. I had my daughter with me this weekend and at some point uh, in the middle of the night, I was, I was just preparing to go to bed. Uh, she came down, Daddy, I can't sleep. Okay, I'll make you some nice hot milk with honey and I'll take whiskey. And I, I was actually staying at my parents' place. Uh, so I opened up the cupboard and I was like, okay, I've got a cheetah distiller's edition nice. and I've got a Tullabardine. So I said to my daughter, which, Which one, one will I take? I and she said, do the cheetah. Oh, okay. So you had and I kind of cheated after the cheetah, and I kind of had a Tullabardine after the cheetah as okay. well. Okay. But your daughter yeah. was asleep by then. Yes, presumably. exactly. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I fully understand that. I fully so, understand that. So, what do we have? Well, um, I think mm. it's typically Japanese. Yeah. Right, in that it's a bit low on the nose. Yeah. And even if Very. you look at the... A, a quoted taste notes uh, the nose is warm roasted nuts and malt I get that roasted nuts yes I don't get malt no. not yet anyway I might do after a taste but oh yeah it is if you get your nose in the glass yeah but there's a there's a lot of alcohol coming out of this that's kind of making mm. your nose dry what, okay. Let's talk about what's okay. missing. That's probably more characteristic of this as a Japanese whiskey. There's none of that kind of light fruit, lychee kind of... No, um, there's no warm embrace. No, but it, it never is a warm embrace with a, a Japanese no, whiskey in my true. mind. No. It's it's really about the subtleties of the fruit. You know, the whenever, mm. I, whenever I nose a Japanese whiskey, I always end up thinking about the blossoms and, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of spring mm -hmm. lightness. But there's not a lot here. No, it's not a lot of nose on the whiskey. It's but the true. color is beautiful. It's very yep. en enticing. Mm -hmm. um, the tears and the fat content is a little on the low side. Mm. So warm roasted nuts and malt. And then apparently we're going to get a little sweet with tart cherry. We've got some tarty cherry. Okay. I haven't I haven't tasted it myself yet. I'm literally reading these people. Um, with the vanilla toffee sultanas. Toasted wood with a hint of tart cherry. So okay. I'm going to go in. Here okay, we go. go in. Da, 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 da. And in typical Japanese style, the taste is what it's about. Okay. The palate is good. It's... Um, Again, Japanese whiskey doesn't slap you around the face as such. But there's smooth. It is, yeah. And there's Very um uh there's lemon on the back end of the yeah. finish. And With there's some chili. definitely those cherries are there uh, on the palate on yeah. the sides. Yeah. Little chili finish as well. Little oomph in the back. I, I wonder whether chili is an but, age thing. Because we, we we started picking up chili ever since Uncle Nearest. Yeah. All right, because that's literally, you know, hot, spicy chili mm -hmm. bite. And then we seem to be picking it up in more whiskies, or I feel that we're picking it up in more whiskies than we used to do. 
So even a super smooth Irish, the more modern, newer Irish whiskies tend to have that same chilli finish, as if they put more new make in to be able to give you that kind of edge. Yeah, and it's not a chilli finish. If I, I just took a second sip, it's a salty finish. I could go for that. Yeah. It is coastal whiskey. Yeah. But to be honest, coastal Ooh. whiskey doesn't have anything to do with salty. Now I oh, know it isn't. But they they like to they, they like to it. say that with with Isla whiskey that it's coming from an island, so that's why it's so salty. But that's yeah. the second taste of this is really it's, actually quite complex. Isn't yeah. It? All of a yeah. sudden, I get that vanilla. Yeah. And then those sort of uh, ripe cherries. Yeah. Nice. So it's a 12-year-old and it's 12-year-old smooth. There's no doubt about that. The color is actually really quite rewarding. Um, The nose is typically Japanese whiskey. I don't think it's something to shout about. But the palate is refreshing. Mm -hmm. Um, Enough enough complexity to make it interesting. No, I think that's typically, again, Japanese though, isn't Mm. it? Yeah, it is. It's changing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't dislike it, but I don't think I would buy a bottle of this because there's just not enough. It's not cheap. I don't know what I'm missing. It's. I have to say, it's not a cheap drink. It's a hundred euros here. Hmm. but that's mainly because it's 12-year-old. 12-year-old is a rarity in Japan, don't forget. So it's... Mm. I know there's more of it coming out now. But at some, one point, it was like rocking all shit. It was difficult to get hold of. Okay. Um, but I, I'm quite like this. I'm actually starting to get that lychees now on the finish. So it's it's slowly building up as, as it develops. So it, it is an interesting taste. And, and I don't... I wouldn't say it's typical of Japanese whiskey. But... The fruitiness builds as you work your way down the glass. Mm. So it's not the same sip every time. No, it's true. Yeah. No, that's that's like actually it. true. Because I had three sips and they were all very different. Yeah. But you're right. Would I pay 100 euros for a 12-year-old of this? Or would I much prefer to spend that 100 euros on a Lafray quarter cask or... A Molenberg well, 21. Um, yeah, the <laughs> Molenberg. Um, uh, yeah, not sure. Or, you know, hmm. I might go for a Deanston's better, for example. Yeah. That's probably quite aligned to this. Mm. So I have to say, it's it's still going on in my mouth. <laughs> so there is a really long aftertaste for this. Yeah. And it's it's developing and changing like crazy. We should stop deciding whether a whiskey is nice or not on the first taste. No, exactly. It's it's crazy. We know this, yeah. and yet it's a feeling that we have to tell everybody, hey, yeah, this is what it tastes like. Um, but the reality is that uh, whiskey is a journey every single time. Yeah. We've talked about you know, the nose, the palate, and the finish being a combined journey. Um, but actually the third and fourth taste, the development of it as you enjoy and work your way down the glass. And that's something you can't generally do in a bar. 
you yeah. you don't get enough you don't get the time to to sense it to feel it to you get sensory you know. overload because yeah. the 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 noises and the smells and the, yeah i get brown bread as an aftertaste uh, what's your covid certificate like nowadays <laughs> <laughs> brown bread brown bread yes well i can honestly say i don't yet but i like this i yeah. I, I don't know um, I have to say, when I buy whiskey, Japanese is never high on my list. And I don't know it's why, because I do mm. love it. Mm. But maybe because there's just not enough of it. It's mm. always six bottles in the corner as opposed to, you know, 100 bottles against the wall. Yeah. Which is a real shame. True. That's why we need to go to Japan and see what the situation is. The 100th episode will be recorded from Japan. Are we still doing Barcelona? We might. We need to think about that. If I'm allowed to. Yeah, check your diary because we need to think about it. It's only two months away. Yeah. And isn't the Formula One season hotting up? Oh, (laughs) wow. Yes. Jeez. And with the new cars next year. Yeah, we should be there to to get the new cars next year. All right. We'll get that one in the diary as well. Exactly. Wow. Mocha. And Japanese. Mocha. Moha. Moha, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Microsoft collaboration framework. I think it's kind of, yeah, it's come of age a bit. It's in its teenage years. Yes. I think it's yes. going through the hormonal Just changes. Like Office 365 is as well. That's an interesting analogy, you're right. Because it's picking up so many new flavors. It's picking up so many new things that it could do, that it wants to do. So, yeah, I'm guessing it's it's one of those over-eager, trying to be over-achieving geeks in school. So, that's interesting. It's not a rebellious teenager anymore. <laughs> it's a... No, it is. It, I, I think it probably potentially is. I think it's at that stage. I think it... Uh, you, you've put a thought in my head now, oh, and of yeah. course it's now going round and round yeah. and round, which is interesting. You're right. So Microsoft 365 is maturing as a product. I've talked about modern libraries now coming to their front in terms of what they can do. Mm-hmm. Modern Pages, another perfect example of yeah. of how you can edit and, and collapsible sections on the pages yeah. and all those kinds of things, and they're, they're really doing their thing. And so Mocha's developing and, and strategies along the same lines. It's kind of a about the detail and the subtleties behind the the surface or under the surface mm-hmm. of the application. So I think this is good. I will put some time aside to work on this. Um, I'm kind of working on a whole series of new presentations about evolving. Uh, and I think Mocha has got a, a part of that. Um, and I love this idea of personas and process uh, mm-hmm. that we started talking about yesterday. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you guys missed a great conversation yesterday, as you always do. <laughs> uh, we were talking about it, and then yeah. we kind of tried to bring it back in again today. But, but I think there's uh, personas need to expand into the processes that each of those personas cover, and then look at the su- look at the subtleties um, of where it's going. So, mocker framework. I think it's a good upgrade. I know we started off by saying, yeah, what's changed. But I hope I've managed to convince you a little bit that yeah, there's yeah, more yeah. to it than potentially yeah. there is on the surface. It's more than meets the eye. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think it probably has wider use than it, than it used to have now. So 
Mm, yeah, that might as well be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So that was episode 71. Two. Two. <laughs> the whiskey was really very good. <laughs> the whiskey was interesting. Well. I can't say it was good. Because I wouldn't buy a bottle, but it was definitely very interesting. Well, it was good enough for me to forget what episode we were on. Yes. From that perspective, that's uh, quite neat. All right, that's it. We started off with a bit of a wimpy start. Yes. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Well, we need to stop that. We have to practice for the next episode. We need to stop that. That's (laughs) true. Touche, brother. Touche. I like that. All right, look. It's Steve Dolby here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode 72. It's been fun pulling Mocker apart and seeing where the value is from it. Um, And so when you look at it, think personas, think process. And uh, as always, I know I'm supposed to finish this, but Moraine does it so much better than me. He's now thinking, oh, God. (laughs) He's now thinking God is going to hand over to me in a minute. Here we go. He's planning. He's thinking what he's going to say. Yeah. And, he's and it doesn't say. matter what I say because you'll always end nope, the thing. No, I'm not. So. I'm going to say the word. Oh, so over okay, to you. Okay, okay. Over to Marange so. for the final word. And then he's going to just edit it in later. I know. I just know he's going to do that. Anyway, <laughs> Am I? this was uh, me, Marange Somers at Marange Somers. Uh, always free to follow me online in all my endeavors and all my retweets of all the things that I see and learn. Anyway, this was me. This was episode 72 of Office 365 Distilled. I hope you enjoyed it with it and uh, talk to you very, very, very soon. Ciao. We are not millennials. We are matured. Steve may be more than Marenne. Maturing the business like whiskey in a barrel.